Welcome to Bundle Buddies, the podcast where we play through the Ichiraya Bundle for racial justice and equality. My name is Alex Honnett. And my name is Eric Taylor Roth. The Ichiraya Bundle for Racial Justice and Equality was launched in June 2020 during the massive outcry for racial justice following George Floyd's murder by police. It has 1,741 items from 840 plus creators and it raised over $8 million. All proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund as well as the Community Bail Fund. This is episode 26, and we have played 73 of the 1,365 games in the bundle. Woo! Thank you for joining us today. Hello, Eric. Hi, Hi. Alex. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine. I've been playing a lot of Apex Legends, which is... Um, oh, man. We're back on our bullshit, baby. Yeah, back on the bullshit. I realized it's kind of like a theme park, and it's just sort of a like running around fantasy sort of outside thing with your friends and uh it's just sort of what i'm into right now i'm so bad well like i am so bad at first person shooters and all of my friends are on pc too so whenever i play with them it's like Mm. it's just it's it's yeah (laughs) it's so much easier to kill people when you have a mouse yeah when you're just like clicking on them versus trying to like you know use your thumbs to move but um But what's nice is that, like, I'll play with them, you know, cross-platform, and then, like, I'll play on my own, and it feels like taking the weights off of your ankles, you know. That's great. Yeah. Anyway, how are you? Um, What are you playing? I'm playing a lot of Civilization. I am also back on my bullshit. I'm playing Mm. a ton of Civ Six right now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's interesting. One of the things I was excited about with this PC was having the ability to play a lot of other like different games. uh, (laughs) I mean, you know, like I'm playing a lot of Civ Six, but but I uh, this week I played this game, Lonely Mountains Downhill, and it's very fun and cool. Okay. Game Pass. That's great. I mean, I think it's okay to to do what you like. You know what I mean? That's totally true, but in the spirit of this podcast, at least we're still playing new strange games through it. That's true. Who do we have on this week? Uh, well, this week we have Sarah Shockey and Ben Vigent. Uh They are two friends of ours from our time in Chicago. They're both so wonderful and funny, and they have a incredible chemistry you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we haven't seen since you've met uh, the two of us as hosts of the Bundle Buddies. <laughs> they just bounce off each other so good. Uh, you can catch them together on Ben's Twitch Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Central, where Ben, Sarah, and the friend Grayson, and sometimes other folks as well, play through adventure game classics. Uh, you can also catch Sarah on her wrestling podcast, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. They're both so great, and this is such a fun episode. Oh, oh. truly delightful. Um, this week's cause is Asada's Daughters, AD. They are a Black women-led, young person-directed organization rooted in the Black radical tradition. AD organizes young Black people in Chicago by providing them with political education, leadership development, mentorship, and revolutionary services. Uh, through their programs, they aim to deepen escalate and sustain the movement for black liberation find them at www.asadasdaughters.org we've donated to them if you donate and send proof to bundle buddies podcast at gmail.com we'll shout you out on the show that is correct um why don't we dive in it going yeah dive in let's dive in baby catch you on the other side All these cancelable things come up and and she just word plays all of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
I get in a lot of trouble for saying, sorry, I can't, sir, when people mention, like, cancer, and it's, like, not. <laughs> and I don't know why I say it. It's just the words. They feel good. I'm Mr. A to Z, I guess you could say. Yeah, she's a, yeah. I call her Jason all the time. <laughs> uh, the human encyclopedia. Yeah. Um, great. Well, we're already rolling, baby, so we're, we're just going. Uh, guys, uh, we have Sarah and Ben on this week. They are wonderful humans, old friends from the Chicago days, uh, friends of both of ours separately, which is always fun when you have those. Although, Eric, do you and Sarah know each other? Yeah. 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 We probably did some, we probably did some scenes together. We probably did some terrible improv at your improv theater, Alex. That's right. Of course. Uh, on two house, two house teams. This is the first time we've had two people from two episodes gallery house teams on the same podcast. It's uh, yeah. well, I mean, I, I'm very excited. I guess it's not. I, wait, wait, uh... You're, are you referring to Eric? Because I wasn't on one. I know I am, yeah. which is uh, it, all it would take is to have one person from Upstairs Gallery House Team for us to have two people on oh. Upstairs Gallery House Team. So, so really, so, it's not the first time really... you've had two. No, it's the first time we've had one. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, else, nobody else from that time in Alex's life talks to him anymore. <laughs> Ben's an honorary successful. member of the Shock Tees. He's uh, number one on the fan club. He's still on the email list, so he's yeah. kind of on a house team. I check my email every day for emails from the Shock Tees, and I have not received one <laughs> Tim? Um, um let's all right let's get into it because i have a feeling this is gonna it. i, I think gonna, that this gonna one's go just gonna off. be a uh, complete fucking shit show um <laughs> just complete absolute fucking nonsense from you two nonsense monsters uh let's get started early we, we talk about video games on this i don't know if you guys know that uh, I don't know if you did any research about this podcast. I agree before. to this. Okay. Um, and um, one, thing's, uh, one thing we like to ask people as as we go into it is uh, if you have early video game kind of memories, we're, we're trying to dig into like people's mm -hmm. history and experiences with video games. How did games shape you? Do either of you have like early formative video game memories at all? Sarah, oh, we sure the heck do. Yeah, this is something we talk about a lot. We line uh -huh. up on a few. Um, the main meat and potatoes for me were the LucasArts games and a few demo mm. CDs. Oh, sweet. But <laughs> there was a castle game that was very old on, like, the old, like, DOS-looking Max that was, like, had, like, torture people in it. And um, I can't remember the name it's like of it. Castle but... Wolfenstein? No, it was, like, it had um... tortured people in it. It was like a through the screens. I don't know. Whatever we called it in my family, we all used to stand around and watch my dad play it. So <laughs> that was my first video game experience. So your dad was into games? He was into like getting a new thing and learning a thing about it. Mm -hmm. And then we would all be part of it through his eyes. So yeah, we always had like okay computers as they became popular. That That's like a, the dad ideal of, I will have children who will enjoy watching me do things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how long did that we, last? <laughs> we, we would just stand around. That was until we started playing our own video games. Then we were like, oh, we can play like, you know, the Sega Genesis. Or my brother would bring home all the coolest, like he got a LucasArts pack for like cheap a little after everybody else got it. So I was playing stuff in like 
96, 97, Sam and Max hit the road, Day of the Tentacle, Fate of Atlantis, Indiana Jones. Mm. And those were like games I just thought about forever. And, you know, Oregon Trail, that was a big one. <laughs> and, and now, uh, to give you guys a plug for this early on, but you guys play a lot of point-and-click adventures on your stream every That's right. Week, That's uh, right. Which is uh, the one of the reasons you're on right now, because you are video game culture adjacent with your... Oh. your uh, we're I thought it was just because you liked us. But, but no, we can do something for them, Ben. Yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is business, baby. We're, we're playing indie games for money. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, ben, how about you? What are what are your uh, your early early memories? My my earliest memory was we had uh, an IBM PC Junior uh, when I was a kid. Uh, which was IBM's attempt to like kind of make like a Apple II type computer or like a Commodore 64 type thing. Okay. Uh, that was like a consumer level IBM uh, PC as opposed to like a very expensive one, and it failed. Uh, but it, uh, <laughs> but uh, I remember playing the early like King's Quest one, two, and three on that what, all the time. What's that? What's King's Quest? So oh. King's Quest is a uh, adventure game, and the really like, so you uh, we move around a little avatar around uh, the screen, and uh, like you in the early ones, you would type in what you had like what oh, you wanted sure. yeah. uh, the guy to do. So it'd be like pick up rock, and but it uh, as opposed to being a full text adventure game, it was like you had an avatar, and like there were full graphics. It was just that. On the uh, like, you had to type in all of the uh, actions. Oh, that you were strange! Going to other than move, yeah. Um, and uh, I played those even though I was three years old and couldn't. Read or write. <laughs> <laughs> Where is mom? Where is mom? Yeah. <laughs> and so it would hungry. just be, I would like kind of walk. Uh, like just kind of back and forth until I fell into a river or and drowned <laughs> or like a witch ate me or like a month like a wolf ate me there the, the the thing about these games like uh was that they were full of death <laughs> and like destruction and like unfair ones and fair ones but mostly unfair like it'd just be like oh you you didn't know uh, before you entered the screen that you needed this thing five screens ago. You're dead now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, like, early video games were pretty unforgiving in that way. And I think a lot of it had to do with, like, developers who were just like, nah, fuck these fucking people in my life. Just like... it was, I, I think it was a, a couple things. One was that, like, now with Steam and Itch and, and everything, like, access to buy a game is so easy and everything is a lot cheaper sure um like so you had to really get your money's worth out of a game and in order to do that uh they would make them artificially long by making them unfair mm -hmm. uh <laughs> and then, and then offer tip lines that you can mm -hmm. call up oh yeah. yeah so then you get a little extra cash uh <laughs> and then um and then another thing that they would uh do is is it's like they a lot of these companies didn't like they would have tests to test for bugs but they wouldn't have tests to be like hey this isn't fun <laughs> <laughs> this is not fair to a child or an adult i wonder like, do like, you know when like when 
game designers started to do those types of tests because I think like that's got to be a revolution in the like video game world. <laughs> of just well, being there, like... there was a specific thing I think it, one of the LucasArts because they they were all very inspired by like King's Quest and stuff like that, but they were like, I fucking hate how in these games, <laughs> yeah, they, like it, you get punished for exploring or trying stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like it's and that's not fun. Like let's make it fun so like you get rewarded for doing those things. Yeah, run, and, uh, run. Gilbert, who is the designer of Monkey Island and Maniac Mansion, uh, he wrote like this manifesto, uh, which is I think you're referring to. Mm. Uh, that was just like adventure. I, I think it's called Adventure Games Suck, and here's why they don't have to. <laughs> and it was just like a list of every single problem with Sierra games and how you could make a better game. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, I mean, but that guy put us money where his mouth is. Like those those Lucasfilm games are so much fun. They're they so mean silly. so much. Like when yeah. we would go back and replay them, there's so many lines and little moments that I'm like, oh, that's lodged into my brain forever. Like I almost forgot the origin of some of these lines. The origin trail, Sarah. Wow, <laughs> Ben, yes. Can you believe it? <laughs> Actually, uh, puns on this podcast are going to get you canceled. So, Oh, great. I'm ready to die. <laughs> um, this is quite literally the hill she's going to die. <laughs> yeah. Where, um, okay, so Sarah, for you then, what are some of those like early first games you were playing, um, like on Genesis or whatever, like breaking away from your your parents and exploring video games on your own? Where where did you sort of start or land? Uh, I landed right smack dab in the middle of Streets of Rage. I couldn't believe that they like scrolled a (laughs) storyline. Like I was five years old and somebody gave me a notebook and I took the notebook and tried to write down from memory the storyline to Streets of Rage when I was five (laughs) and then I like took it to my friend and I was like this is what we play now our friends are Adam, Axel, and Blaze and this is our world and we're gonna save it and it was like such a little storyteller brain thing because it's like after that every movie I liked like every show I would like grab the characters and be like okay in my world we all do this and we're explorers together. Like it was this whole like jumping off point to just being quietly creative and, you know, wandering around because I wasn't good at the games. I, so I just needed to like take from them. people. (laughs) Sarah, you mentioned something on stream the other day that I really, I, I was, I was reminded of this the other day during the podcast, but like storybook weaver specifically. And like, yes, she keeps bringing up storybook. Wait, what's storybook weaver? Storybook Weaver, it's very simple. Basically, it's just like two, like a a little page, uh, like a, well, Sarah, you describe it. I'm I'm, I'm tripping over it a little bit. So it's a make your own story program. Mm -hmm. I only had the demo of it, so I got three pages. Of course, another one that you just have the demo. Sarah (laughs) keeps talking about these games. Oh, this was my old favorite game. And then she reveals, oh, and I just had the demo. Because I couldn't afford that. To ask for video I'm, games, I was like, I'm "That's shaming. for boys. I'm, I'm that's for my money brother." Shaming Sarah, that's it. Nineties, nineties money shaming and gender. Because there was such a weird like, my brother would be in charge of the video games, and I would get them afterward. Mm-hmm. And it was like a little bit age, but a little bit feeling like well, I don't know if I should. But the demos were so mine because I was like, I'm not hurting anybody by playing these. <laughs> so the storybook Weaver, I only had three pages. So I had to tell my stories beginning, middle, end. <laughs> Boom. Wow. Maybe a very succinct writer. Everything I've written since then has been very good. <laughs> in, um, 
in the gilded castle, uh, like the mansion that I lived in, I did have the full version of Scott oh. uh, My so they butler have, like... delivered it to me wow. a platter, <laughs> opened it up, and I was like, oh, another game. He said, welcome oh, to the, the patriarchy, the Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> it's great here. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm scrumbling together the little characters <laughs> to tell one gasp of a story. But they but have I mean, backgrounds and like characters that you could It was plot. little kid PowerPoint. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a joke's on you, Ben, because Sarah got so much more joy out of it than you did. <laughs> You're just up there like, oh, another toy, throw it in a pile. And it was free, Ben. It was free to play it. Uh, money, I, it means not to me. <laughs> I had this game as well, and what I would do is... Uh, the like, demo or the, the, the full version? Oh, tell us. I, I had a fucking silver spoon in my mouth. I had the full <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Let me tell you. Uh, my, my, charmed, my charmed childhood. Uh, but what I would do is I just had like one file, and it had so many pages, and I would just stage these massive battles using the figures like with it and there's no story each individual page was just like a different combination of like a battle scene it i was, love that that's like cool great. gi joes in the new world <laughs> um, i but i i completely forgotten about that and then something reminded me and god i, I wonder what those things even look like did you have any memories of any of your stories sarah anything that you yeah wrote? i had a couple of i'm realizing now that we had a software that i can't remember the name of that was like you have the area where you can write a story and draw a picture you have mm -hmm. like the area where you can do like maybe a little bit of math like it's so foggy to me but i used to just go in and um when i got older i would do text blocks that were like vaguely fan fiction but when i was younger it was just kind of figuring out like oh i can be in charge of a story that seems like a big deal that you're handing the child the keys to the story narrative. <laughs> I was such a little, like, everything blew my mind. So I loved just making, like, I would try to retell fairy tales a lot because they had, like, different fairy tale characters from, mm -hmm. like, African fairy tales that I'd never heard mm -hmm. of and, like, way old stuff. So then I would, like, research in, like, Encyclopedia Britannica, which I also had, <laughs> uh, I think, full CD on that one. <laughs> all the there. And then bring it back over. Oh, and Adam, I would always pull up that naked guy and click around. This is all the same era of Macintosh games. Now, did you have a crush on on the Adam, or or was all your romance uh, for for Hoagie in? Uh, yeah, I had Pentacle. a crush on everybody. I that Adam was like formative in me being like, all right, let's zoom in on those nips. What's going on? No one else will let me zoom in on their nips. Hoagie never took his shirt off. Come on. Wait, who's Hoagie? He Hoagie? is oh, yeah. the heavy metal guy in Day of the Tentacle, a LucasArts That's so funny. <laughs> I had a crush on everybody. I had imaginary boyfriends from like age five until I started dating guys in fourth grade. I had a boyfriend from fourth to sixth grade. I love romance. What can I say? Mm -hmm. Starlight Shore is coming up next. It's Valentine's Day today. It's a good day and to celebrate romance. Everything time. points to Sarah loving the game Starlight Shores, but unfortunately, mm. I don't know my friend the way I thought I did. But Ben, let's learn more about you, the friend who I do know <laughs> more about. Yeah, <laughs> take that, garbage. Sarah. You got you got puns, Sarah. I got segues. That's all I got. Um, Just riding on through. So Ben, we, we, you were talking about some of the sort of like joint point and click games you shared with Sarah. What other stuff were you into? So, so we had, so I would play. I was mostly a, like a, a computer gamer. We had an NES, oh yes, and then um, 
uh, Genesis and later a GameCube. I missed that whole generation. I also had, uh, I grew up with, we had two pinball machines. In the oh, house. wow. My, which my parents still have. Uh, did they make their, you, did your parents make you put quarters in them and like, yeah, 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 that was where my whole allowance went. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you want to play the pinball machine, you go outside and you find some quarters. <laughs> you pay for the pinball yeah. machine. It's pay to play in this thing. <laughs> but, yeah, but anyone who knows me, like, so they were two. It was one from uh, I think the early seventies uh, called uh, Jungle King, um, which was. Uh, uh, an electromechanical uh, one, which is to say, like it had actual bells in it, and it had like a score reel, and not like a digital display of the score and stuff like that. Oh wow! Um, and then another one from I think '86, uh, uh, called uh, Fireball, uh, which was uh, like a it was actually a remake of an earlier uh, game, but it had like the uh, like the alphanumeric, like kind of calculator style. Like, so it didn't have graphics. It just had like the calculator style uh, dig- digital readout. Okay. Yeah. And it had like very basic, like kind Aww. of Yamaha, sa- like, you know, like super basic MIDI sounds. Oh, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> like, it'd go like warp, 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 warp. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, this is way more advanced than the bells. <laughs> you know what's funny is to me, like, I, I would have, like, a Genesis or whatever, but, like, the idea of having an arcade machine in my house, like, mm-hmm. was just, like, I don't, like, maybe Richie Rich had it, like, or something <laughs> like that, and so it was, like... It was next to the Storybook Weaver. That would sure. be so <laughs> cool. And, like, did you, how much did you play these pinball machines? All the time. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, it was like the biggest pinball guy I'm, in Chicago. I'm a big pinball boy. Yeah, I'm an enormous. Uh, I've started a, a large like pinball league here in Chicago. Obviously, <laughs> oh my on, god, on break. I have like I know a ton of people involved in like both the pinball like competitive scene and then also people that work in like uh, you know manufacturing pinball machines because Chicago is the home of pinball manufacturing has been for about a century or so huh have you ever been there's there's something out here near on the way to palm springs there's like a big pinball museum that has like a ton of playable games there's a there's a lot of really cool pinball places in in like la and around like uh when i was last there uh i I went there's this places i really want to go to which is uh like a a korean barbecue place that has an arcade in the back of it which sounds like my ideal pair. Yeah, <laughs> like, that sounds great. Korean barbecue and like all all of that, and then you walk in and it's I think it's called like Ace Gogi, um, uh, but I've not been there. There's there are a couple really good ar- arcade uh, places in Los Angeles. Not that like I haven't played like as an enormous pinball hobbyist. I haven't played IRL pinball in uh like in 11 months nearly a year so, mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah. yeah so it's just been like you with like a ping pong ball in your apartment kind of like setting up little <laughs> pencils and stuff like that there, there's a lot of uh pretty decent uh like kind of fake pinball games or like recreation of uh pinball uh games and in fact this morning i was playing one uh with uh my my oculus uh because it's really i love cool i prefer it in vr 
excuse me I, I prefer it in vr because i think that like my biggest one of my bigger problems with playing it on like a like a pc is that there's no good view of a pinball machine when you're you're playing it like when it's on a fixed mm. camera because if you're playing in person you move your head around and you can kind of see yeah and so when you're playing it with a vr headset even though it's a completely stationary game so you're like why would that be good for vr i'd rather play like a haunted house game shit my pants um uh, i would much rather shit my pants. Yeah, skip yeah. the games always <laughs> hey you what do you what real... do you say you, we get out of here and go shit our pants <laughs> you get the real arcade experience of smelling massive bo uh, yeah. <laughs> somebody accidentally nice like spilling their drink on you <laughs> Quarantine's over and you can start like stop shitting your pants. Your pants. <laughs> yeah. No, I miss right. shitting my pants with my friends. <laughs> it's just like, how can I pretend that like there's not a bathroom nearby when it's I'm just in my bedroom and the bathroom's right next door. <laughs> I only shit my pants. Like I want to have an authentic pants shitting experience where I'm that. not near a bathroom or there's a line. Um, like on a bus. Uh. Okay, so so alright, I, I like this this game that we're playing where we're we're kind of flipping back and forth between Ben and Sarah, which is just sort of like getting this against one another. Like yeah, zero continuity and flow to the conversation. <laughs> just like okay, gear shift, Sarah. So while Ben's shitting his pants and playing pinball for hours at a time, uh where what kind of what kind of games do you did you sort of like settle on as like this is my did you did you end up with like a favorite type of video game is it the point and click kind of thing or or is there something i think it's pokemon honestly like pokemon is so desirable like and especially like now that it's on the switch it like fixed all the boringness of pokemon for me where it's like i can run around now i can play fetch with my pokemon i can cook for them like yeah that's all i wanted in seventh grade i had the game boy version and it was like the first game that I really felt ownership of, my brother made fun of me for crying tears of joy when I finally like beat the last oh. you know, gym. But I was right to be happy about that. Oh, yeah, Sarah, I think so too. Sarah, have you played Sturdy Valley? Have you gotten into that on your Switch? No, because I need those types of games to have an endpoint, and I don't get the sense that Stardew Valley ever wants to let you go. Pokemon it, it, will be like, you solve the goals. It kind of does, but it kind of doesn't. Yeah. It kind of does, but it kind of doesn't. They keep, I mean, he keeps on it keeps making going. more of it. Yeah. It, like, yeah. there's a new update that's coming out sometime soon that's going to just, like, completely nuke a bunch of people's lives, I think. There... See, that's what I'm afraid of. Like, I, yeah. I, it's the same way with, like, TV shows. I'll kind of wait till I get a sense of what people are feeling before I, like, commit. Oh, yeah. And Pokemon, mm. it's like, I know the rhythm. I know the guys, the types of guys I like. I've gotten really good mm-hmm. at being patient while playing it. I'm working on my patience. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's like my favorite, I think, type of game. And everything on the Switch is like Pokemon, but with no missions. You just roll around and be things and occasionally hear an Alan Watts quote. And I like that too. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, What is it about Pokemon, do you think? What? What? Uh, why? Pretending. I think it's all pretending for me. Like I 
think of narratives of like, like right now I asked Marty if I could do a new Pokemon game on his profile because I wanted to do it as like a character I thought up and not like the Pokemon girl that I was being (laughs) a second ago. So it's like all stuff like that, like any excuse that helps me think of ideas. And sometimes I'll just play Pokemon and then pause it and write for a little bit and then pick back up and play. And it, it makes it feel less like I'm doing work. I remember when I, I, I do think I had that like very real um, pain when I fell in love with Pokemon as a kid that like that they didn't exist. Yes. It's like Harry Potter, like knowing that you're never going to get to go to that castle around the same age. Mm-hmm. That castle. Hogwarts, Sarah, dang. It's okay. Um, we can we can call it that castle now. Yeah. yeah. Speaking now of cancel. <laughs> Sarah, this is a wonderful time for you to come out and support a <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh. oh, man. What a... I could go on, but I'll just say everyone should be nice about everybody. <laughs> and to them, not just about them. You should be nice to people. Um, no, but she's the... wagging her finger. If, like, because we're on video. <laughs> for those of you listening, she's wagging her finger. So if, if, if that's you, yeah. if that's Feel you it. getting it wrong, <laughs> no. Um, uh, but that, like, that I fell in love with those first, like Pokemon Blue, like that game fucking blew my mind. Um, nice. It, it Pokemon blew your mind. It Pokemon <laughs> read <laughs> my mind. <laughs> um, it it just like yeah, the world is so great. The I mean, like it's it's almost perfect. Like on it, you and I, we've talked a lot about like JRPGs on the podcast mm. and, but we don't mm. really get into Pokemon as a JRPG. And I think it's because it's a little, um, it's like a little too mainstream and a little too. Well, I mean, the plot of Pokemon is so it like, it's one of its great strengths is that it's so basic, you know, it's just, you, there's not really, it's, it's not dealing with anything past sort of that childlike obsession with like adventure. I guess so, yeah. There's no like there's no, there's no meteorite like, coming down to like exactly. completely destroy yeah. everyone. It's like there's actually been a great Pokemon extinction and we need you to go find the last remaining Charizard. Well, it's never that grim. It's always just kind of like, here's some gentle goals. And if you want to pretend there's romance between any of the other characters and yourself, you can. <laughs> Sarah, that's any game you play. Let's be that's every game I play. <laughs> Except freaking Stardew Shores. <laughs> <laughs> Starlight yeah, Shores, a, a, sorry. A game, a game that explicitly is asking you to to find the romance, and you're like, I don't like it. Ooh, Sarah, do you have any top romances manufactured entirely in your head in video games? Yeah, me and Hoagie, me and Hoagie from Day of the Tentacles for sure. I brought him home, and it really like opened up my parents to not being judgmental about obese people because Hoagie's so cool, and you can think that he is cool. and And I did teach everyone a lesson. Would you ever get into like explicitly Pokemon on Pokemon relationship, or it was the trainers you were focused on? Trainers, me as a trainer. And same way with Oregon Trail, we had the one with like the pictures, the colorful pictures of people, and they'd have voice actors read like a paragraph when you got to a new location. Oh, cool. And there was this guy from California that had like a brown cloak and like medium length hair. And he was at one point, he's like, well, my friend, this is where we part. I'm going to head this way to California and you're going all the way to Oregon. And that's where I would always like pause it. And we be don't like, have to part. No. <laughs> no. 
oh, what no. a journey you know, we've been on. I could go to I could go to California too. Yeah, I would always That's have a long a- discussion with him there, and then be like, "All right, game's almost over. My interest is out the window because my boyfriend went to California, <laughs> but I've got eight boyfriends in the freaking Oregon Trail with me too." But they all got cholera. You yeah. do the the arcade segment where you're going down the river at the end and intentionally sink your wagon because you were just no, so heartbroken. No, that was stressful. <laughs> I always just played the game a little longer instead of doing the river. I uh, I when I was in middle school, we had a, a unit uh, where it was I think the Oregon Trail three, which had video in it. Sarah, I think you've heard oh this story. Oh my god, it would have killed me. Um, <laughs> and uh, we had a unit where we had to play. Uh, Oregon Trail for class um, like and uh, we got graded on how well we did at the end so if like people died or like stuff like that like if, if your wagon was too damaged or something like your actual grade uh, for this project was determined by how good you were at Oregon Trail <laughs> a game that like will just be like Whoops! Some you're you, the person you named after your sister died. <laughs> Deal with that. Kid. And it's like I just left. I just left Fort Bragg or whatever. I didn't even. I have enough food. What the fuck? <laughs> teacher, teacher, can I please just spell? <laughs> Can't I learn in a different way? Other than life and death and buffalo. <laughs> well, can we go back to rote memorization, please? Please, please. <laughs> I love um, standardized testing. <laughs> Don't try to set my imagination aflame. <laughs> <laughs> just, just give me the handout from the textbook. <laughs> Talk about no child left behind. Oh god. Okay. Oh All right. Oh my god. One of his hobby horses, political. Oh Jesus! Alex <laughs> fucking loves George Bush oh. education. Oh. Policies. Well, I'm just saying, in George Bush's oh. America, he was playing Oregon. <laughs> Bush now. lied. People died. You know I like my buffalo fried. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Sarah. That's incredible. <laughs> If, if we left it up to Alex, this whole podcast would be conspiracy theories about that time he supposedly choked on a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't choke on any of pretzels, of... I've never choked ever since. <laughs> of pretzel conspiracy theories. Um, ben, uh, the same question Same question to you. What What would you say is, is your, like, boom, this is my favorite type of video game? Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. I play a, I play a lot of games. And he's um, good at them. Like I watch Ben play games and it really helps with that kid sister part of me that doesn't want to play <laughs> games and just wants to watch and, you know, color commentate. <laughs> Sarah gets stressed out. Like you you got you've gotten mad like trying to I figure out. I put on like... walkthrough duty, which normally Grayson does. And I was on a lag. We figured out how to play, like, so that we're on the same time. But I still would have been stressed out. I was just like, don't. It's like being reading directions in a car. It's like so many chances to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Uh, my favorite uh, my favorite games here. I'm just looking at pulling up my Steam right now. What I, I was literally just playing Civ, which I know, Alex, you, but you're a Civ 5. This was Civ 6. Well, so I, was just I, just, Civ I, 6. So I just got a new computer, and uh, 
I got Civ Six, and I've been playing a lot of that the last few days. Uh, oh, are you? Uh, where, where, where are we in uh, X Packs? Where, where are we doing? What's the strategy here? Are I mean, just, I, I are was you just playing it vanilla, right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing yeah. it vanilla at the moment. It's very fun. They made a lot of fun changes in Civ Six. Oh actually, yeah, they unstacked the cities. It's really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm having a good time with it. Um, yeah, and it just it they, they did a great job. It just feels like you don't trying to go cultural victory or science victory everything just feels more rewarding than just trying to do domination which i feel like is the default of so many of, of the other, yeah. uh games so that's the one that's not the, most fun. the sims with the green 3d diamonds above the heads of the characters this is it's, not, no, it's not civilization understood oh my god i will not be partaking just like, in this just part finally of the joined in on where we were, what we were talking about. like wait a second in the sims you can dominate the I was world like, this doesn't what? sound like when i used to play hey. sure, it's six. sarah i'd say they're not even that similar oh. ask me. <laughs> but uh i've been playing a lot of i i play a lot of uh, civ i've been playing a lot of like right now something i get really kind of hooked on is and this i and pinball is part of this because i, I do play a lot of virtual pinball uh games is that i think i really uh will get hooked into uh games not explicitly roguelikes but games that are like like a 15 to 45 minute session game mm. uh and then because I'll I'll look at like a longer play session game and be like, oh no, if I could if I could uh you know play a whole Civ campaign this afternoon, but then I'll end up like you know getting hooked on that uh that gameplay loop of a like a Cook Serve Delicious, which uh <laughs> which I'll play for hours even though mm. like one little Cook Serve Delicious level is like two minutes or something. And, uh, Wait, I'll, is Cook Serve? What is Cook Serve Delicious? Sorry. I, well, you're you'll you'll be playing Cook Serve Delicious soon. It's one of the. Uh, it's a bundle Cook game. Serve Delicious Two is in the the bundle. Oh. I've been playing three, uh, but it's a, uh, it's a, a game that uh, it um like it's kind of one of your kind of casual short order chef games, except that uh it's you'll get orders as they come in and you have to cook them and cooking them is essentially uh typing prompts it's like okay now tenderize the chicken t t t t t all right now now put it in the fryer f now push like now push up and down really quick like and it becomes a game you'll have all these orders coming in for all these different food items they all have different uh uh, keyboard prompts you can play it on the controller but i've only ever played it on the keyboard it's essentially for me mavis beacon teaches typing (gasps) yes that was a big one for me um yeah, like it, it for me it's just like a a, a typing and memorization game that's uh, funny. that's great uh and it wait yeah. what's mavis beacon teaches typing oh Aaron. oh Aaron. exactly what it sounds like <laughs> yeah. she teaches you typing my favorite was she would make you type stories and you always <laughs> would type them out mavis beacon isn't real you know that Mavis Beacon is is a creation of some marketers. Yeah, I read a, a big article exposing Mavis Beacon, and <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like <laughs> she's not even. You can't even go visit. It's like Betty her. Crocker, like it's it's not not real. Bartles yeah. and James. <laughs> you can't go to her house and be like, "Thank you, Mavis, for teaching me typing." Is thank you, Mavis. Is, so 
Okay, I'm like, who is? So who is? All right, I'm I'm just confused. This is like I you you've reached you've accessed a point in my knowledge that I that is just a straight up blank. Oh mm -hmm. man, this is it's a it's a type it's a teaching typing game. So they like would like talk to you and give you like lessons on how to like learn how to touch type. That mm -hmm. was the whole, which is so funny to think about. Is like, this why I never learned how to touch type? Yeah, exactly. Probably, mm. Probably yeah. exactly you, why. Yeah, you didn't know who Mavis Beacon was. <laughs> And so now I'm Where's stuck he? doing this thing with my two pointer <laughs> fingers for yeah. the rest of my life. You're hunting and pecking, baby. Mm. They're uh, both uh, for kisses and for types. Absolutely. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Um... We're Guys, supposed to that... get a foot of snow tonight, Sarah. Really? Yeah. Oh, dang. I have nowhere to be. It's already started <laughs> snowing again. And I'm off work tomorrow, it being President's Day, Ben. Yeah, well, you work at a Belgian company. They don't even have presidents. They have kings or they some shit. They randomly, <laughs> like, split up holidays, so we get some and others we don't, just to even it out. But Belgium takes a lot more holidays than the U.S., so it's kind of fun. They just are randomly like, sure, take that one. Nobody bother the Americans today. <laughs> I So I went yeah. in at... Chicago public schools, I feel like every holiday was celebrated, like just like every single one. And so it became really difficult going into like the real working world <laughs> <laughs> to be like, what do you mean we don't have Pulaski Day off? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Casimir Pulaski Day. They're, they're like, the, the best you'll get is someone that knows it because of the Sufjan Stevens song. That's it. That's as, as far as you'll get. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I have not worked in a place that has had President's Day off or really, like, most anything other than, like, the big boys. You know, your Christmases. Your Christmases. <laughs> your Christmases. Your Christmases. Yeah. The white whales of holidays, we call them. Speaking of holidays, uh, let's take a holiday to celebrate someone's birthday uh, at a little game called Starlight Shores. Oh, from boy. Let me pull Cruise, up my notes. <laughs> from Crease and Studio and Tidal Blossoms, this is a cute romance anime visual uh, novel dating sim with meaningful choices and multiple endings. Description. After the, the description says a lot about the story, about like the first little quarter of the story. After your childhood friend Theo wins a weekend getaway in the town of Seaside, prepare to set, spend your birthday in paradise. It's been months since you last saw Theo. She's incredibly excited to, to spend the weekend together. She invites her roommate Lena to join the group, and Theo extends an invitation to your friend Alec. After parting ways to attend different colleges, it's just to get together that you need to reconnect. Everything seems to come together perfectly until Alec insists on driving up by himself. You arrive at the college before him, certain that he's ditched the group. A short while later, he calls to announce that he's bringing along an uninvited guest. Oh, Although, Erica. Erica may be from the same small town as most of the group. That's about the only thing you share in common. Will you enjoy your night with Theo and wish on a star? Question mark. And that's the description of the game. It is a pretty straight-ahead uh, visual novel dating sim kind of thing where you're clicking through dialogue, making choices, and you got some cute anime babes on the screen <laughs> that are chiding you or daring you or pushing or you always to... drinking and offering drinks and talking about what drinks we could possibly have next <laughs> that Rune was, is that very was... mean it's yes. very mean like I, I and maybe maybe i'm old and boring now i was just like were we was i this much a shithead when we would all go out and hang out it's like when we were like 21 and it's something like because everyone's just so rude <laughs> <laughs> 
They argue <laughs> about everything. Every small thing is like an issue and none of it needs to be an issue. And also, I don't appreciate when they make choices for Will that are not choices that I would make where like he'll randomly get angry and I'm like, that's not me. <laughs> I take issue with the description saying, quote, meaningful choices because a lot of the choices, so it's like, oh, okay. Beer or wine coolers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's, there's... A lot of choices in this game, and I'm not. I the only other game of this type I've played is had a full boyfriend, which is the uh, oh uh, man. romance novel. Except that you're all birds. Yeah, that's like the send up uh, of this genre. Yeah, and oh, and there is one that was like kind of a horror take on it, which I forget the name of it. Um, that I I've played. Doki Doki something club. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, that one. Um, but but this is a much more kind of straightforward. Uh, version of it um, i've never played a game I, in this like yeah. specific style and i was so excited i thought it'd be my favorite thing on the planet yeah 100 percent. it wasn't um <laughs> spoiler it was not the like i don't know if this is not having played a lot of games of of these i don't know if if it is the standard that your choices are like so seemingly arbitrary and then like they make big potential changes well i think that i think that what it is is this is a really um easy to make kind of first game for a lot of people so it i think a lot of the times you're we've we've played sort of a number of these and it's like somebody is probably just figuring out how to kind of like tell stories for the first time right and 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 yeah it felt to me like too many things at once like there wasn't a good story structure there weren't really great meaningful choices like almost like when you're scared to make something happen but like i find this in my writing all the time i make people go get glasses of water and drink them and then i delete it later because it's like i just didn't know what i was gonna do (laughs) but this game leaves every single drink option possible in at all times yeah, in that way it's it's almost like a link later kind of film in that it's just <laughs> sort of like it, yeah yeah exactly it's exactly a like a trip with like like it's it's so strange because i think i had a similar feeling as you two did where i'm like there's kind of like an excess of writing but that that writing doesn't seem to really like drive to any kind of like place necessarily it is boring it, but it, like, it was, was still weirdly nostalgic for me like in a way where i was like oh yeah you know what in some ways this does kind of like recapture like the mundaneity of like going to a beach house with my group of college friends whereas like that, that that was what i what my experience was with this game was like i when it began was very sort of bored by it and like didn't love it but the way in which like drinking kind of took a cent- took center stage eventually and the, the way in which like it was just sort of like you're not really doing anything everyone's just sort of hanging out wondering who's gonna fuck kind of thing. <laughs> like I, I sort of I, I feel like that kind of captures that i don't I, know i was, I, I, re- I saw myself in it i'm i'm with you too alex in that as i got into it and i played because i i think uh we we talked about this a little bit before I, I played this to multiple endings yeah. uh, just to, to kind of just to kind of see because my my big project my objective was to see if I could get a gay ending with uh, um, Alec 
with Alec, Alec and see yeah. what happened. And I couldn't, I couldn't find it. That might still be in there. Who knows? These games always have a surprise gay ending if, if you try hard enough. Hmm. But uh, <laughs> I don't, I, I couldn't find it. So I kept, I kept playing through and, you know, uh, try It's like, maybe he'll like it if I have the beer. Of <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in doing that, it was very interesting because then, like, so kind of the standard, if you were just kind of listlessly doing as I did initially when I played it and just kind of randomly clicking on things, um, uh, what the what ends up happening is that... Uh, oh, wait, Alex hang on. Sp- and... uh, big, big spoiler alert. Here oh. it is. Oh, yeah. Spo- sorry. Spo- is, this some- is this a concern? Yeah. Spoilers, everyone. We're going to ruin it. Oh, yeah. Spoilers for this wonderful piece of literary click-through play. (laughs) But anyway, but if you're just kind of clicking through, uh, you'll generally probably get to that uh, Alec and Erica get into a huge fight and then they leave. Um, But you can have it that they they reconcile. And not only, and this was very frustrating, as I was trying to drive Alec closer to me. Right into Erica's arms, um, because he he kept mentioning that there was a tension with Erica, and I was like, maybe he's secretly gay or bi, and we'll work this out. But no, that didn't happen. Um, See, anyway, that's, but, the, but that's he, the fun of video games. You can he, pretend he, that he worked it. Uh, but one of the the, the possible uh, uh, like back halves of the game is that you can not only uh, uh, encourage them to work it out, but also. Uh, then they work it out so well that they de- decide that they're going to move in together after <laughs> uh, the the this uh, this week. And again, Erica sucks. She shouldn't be moving in with anybody. Yeah, she's a little bit of a train wreck. She's no. She's a little I bit stand, of a. I stand, Erica. She makes things interesting. She's, she's provocative. Yeah, she pisses everybody she's off. Sitting there doing like, nothing, enjoying silence and old friendship and watching uh the fucking. Uh, a shooting stars she mixes it up <laughs> that's She's what i mean that's it, agent. she wasn't invited and i'm also like not even sure i want lena around like this is wow. what i know so there's you're, too many you're options a Theo. It, it, there's well, not enough freedom actually okay. sarah here's yes. my question for you here's mm-hmm. my question for you are you mad at the game because you feel like theo was the one you related to and she didn't get a fair shake is i didn't finish and, the game because oh. here's what the problem is for me I don't like a narrative that sets up romance and doesn't make it reasonable, like who you should go after. Like it's too open ended for me. And I felt like I couldn't make any of the significant choices I wanted to, to get to know these people. But then I had to make choices that kind of like pushed me around. And I felt very like, it was like the least way to be creative while playing a game that could be vastly creative. So it's a frustration thing for you. You couldn't yeah, I was frustrated. the kind of romance that you uh, were hoping for. I c- would just wanted to write my own story by <laughs> the end of it, which that, you know, is like the thing I'm trying to do anyway. So I was just like frustrated that I couldn't pull a good narrative out of it that I liked or feel like I trusted the narrative to let me like have a fun time i was just so bored and i was so done playing with jello shots <laughs> i sw- i swear to god i don't do this all the time but i you i would 100 percent play a visual novel that you wrote i think that'd be so well cool. i would love to do that that would be a blast you can R-E-N- trust me to have a good ending. i know i know r-e-n-p-y.org that's the program R-E-N-P-Y. this was made all right i'll write uh, it down it's free 
Um, and I one thing I'll note is I, I I saw that on the 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 page for this game it was in, uh, like Nano Reno, twenty twenty. Yeah, it's a game jam game. Yeah, oh, so, so this was, was like, a, this uh, was a game, you jam game. Churn it out, right? You churn that out in it was, a month. It was made in a month, thing? or at least like the first, probably because it looks like this has had a couple like updates and stuff. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, but not available to those of us who got it via the bundle. There's going to be an 18 plus version of it. <sighs> see, well, that's to me. I'm 100 percent on board for an 18 plus version that. of it. I want to see. I would like to see any of those characters. Yeah, I just like it was. It was. It's. I, I. I think the thing that I often find stressful about these games is it's like. I, I'm. I'm so. I'm like I. I want them to have sex, right? And I want you to. I want them. I wanted them to Who have. Who did had, you want to have sex? Who did you want to have sex? Oh well, like just anyone, just the act. Yeah, just I just, I, yeah, I'm interested in it. Like, I, but <laughs> that's, the thing, that's the thing I'm interested in. Uh, I, I just the the like sort of weird kind of like hinting at kind of aspect of these with like mixed with like the the mundaneity of it was just sort of like wildly frustrating, <laughs> like aggravating, okay. where it was just like. Hard to pinpoint where they even wanted to go, or if they knew. Yeah, like what is like, I and maybe that was the you know the maybe that's a part of what's interesting about this sort of weird relationship between uh, Will and and Theo, right? Like that it's just sort of like we don't really know. Like, are they? What are? I, I'm curious to hear what some of these these endings are, and we can put a big. Yeah, old... I want to hear about Ben's endings because I gave up. My <laughs> so, ending was me walking no, wait, away. Wait, Alex, did you say, finish the game? Yeah, I finished the game, and I got the worst ending possible. What's that? Oh, well, I, tell yeah. it. It's, you just uh, go home. It, well, Erica throws wa- uh, water on the fire, yep. and then Theo gets really mad at you, and Lena's like, "I'm sorry, I can't really like I gotta look after Theo." Alec and Erica take off, and then you have to go home. And what did you do to make that happen? And did you do it on purpose? No, I didn't do it on purpose. I I like to. The, one of the things that's fun about these games for me is I really like to just to play through and like not just like play as myself kind of a thing, like mm-hmm. what I would do in a certain situation or what I think the person should do. And this is and why this shit happens to you all the time. I know. <laughs> I, it, 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 this reminded me, I saw so much of myself in this game. Um, but yeah, I, so it, it was, and it was a bummer. And any game that ends in a bummer like this, after it's sort of making me invest some time and actually grabbing me a little bit, I usually am like, okay, cool. I see you. I like this. I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> There, Wait, you were you like that they slammed the door in your face and said yeah. figure figure it out. Oh man, I love it. I so love it. Yeah. Just just to note, it's not like in this engine, it's not that hard to like the. It's designed to help you, like the the game knows that you're uh, like the people that love these games. I think they play it for the multiple endings, mm-hmm. and so you could play it, and there's like a, a skip button, and it will highlight if if you're playing it a second time and you're coming up on a dialogue block that you've already seen oh, so you okay. just hit that and then if you make another choice you'll see the different dialogue but then if it jumps to like another conversation or something that someone was having that you've already heard it the skip light will will uh option will, will pop up again and that was like yeah because i wasn't gonna put aside like i don't know five hours or whatever to, to get every <laughs> single ending and just like click click. click i wasn't click, even click. gonna do it for one ending yeah Wait, I want. Uh, what are some of the? What are? Where'd you? Where'd you get, Ben? Who? 
Who'd you? So there, you there are a couple to? endings, and here I have to, I have to uh, look at my notes here and see if I actually wrote. Sweet what the Ben played by were. all the rules and made everybody happy, but couldn't win Alec in the end. <laughs> so, so Theo, like the the thing is, so number one uh, is that uh, this this whole this whole trip was not a contest win. It was that Theo paid for it out yep. of her pocket. Um, <gasps> the, uh, what like, a twist! More admin stuff. The, <laughs> but uh, I think the the like probably the canonical ending of the game <laughs> is uh, that uh, you end up with Theo. Like you mm-hmm. both admit to each other that you've always loved each other, and uh, like <sighs> you, you, you kiss on the beach, and uh, like it ends and it says something like. Uh, I I I knew it was right being you know by her side, a place I'll always be, or something like that. Like it just implies that they eventually get married and live together forever. Got it. And are um, just like the most boring people. Well, that, you know, then, run out a karaoke room and sing nothing fun. Then there's an ending where you can also, uh, it could be revealed uh, that Lena uh, has a huge crush on Theo, um, because. Uh. Like, because the thing, the game is constantly saying that uh, Lena is just like you. And, and a like, new best friend. Yeah, like, it's very, very similar to you. And so, uh, like, yeah, it could, uh, you could urge Lena to uh, hit on, uh, the- like, Lena is afraid to do it. And you could tell Lena uh, to, to make her move uh, and that you'll, you'll uh, support her. And, and could and not you maybe to be afraid. the three of you do anything together? I, that was not an option, but maybe in the 18 plus version. Okay. Um, I, I, I would that's going to be an option in your, writing, in your, Sarah. That's going to be. <laughs> no, mine's going to be one clear person and you have to do the right things to make sure that it turns out good. Just like on Earth. You got to treat, well, you got to treat my Pokemon right if you want to get with me. <laughs> I, I would say that probably like in terms of the, like the, the writing, I think it had one very like when it stuck to what its pov was it was a little more compelling which is like a very kind of basic like uh romance uh, like teen romance thing of Mm -hmm. it's like everything will be better if you're all honest with each other like that that's Mm. the main point like every conflict in this game is resolved if you manage to get someone to be honest to somebody else Mm. like that's (laughs) that's what the entire uh like game is about you're being forced around where Theo's like, oh, hey, you're driving here? Actually, why don't you drive over here and meet a person you've never met before who we both have an interest in? It's like, you know what, Theo, you could just be polite and introduce us yourself, idiot, instead of like, and then go home and take four showers and then pick up two drinks and walk to the beach. You're going to run into Erica. She sucks. Then turn around and sit in a car for a while. It's like, okay, why are we doing all this extra location Sarah, stuff? it's called dramatic <laughs> check it out sometime dt but guys guys we've talked about this game for way too long um uh there's two questions i have they are uh, lena or theo and then also pass or play uh so we'll start with uh or i guess you know or alec for that yeah i'm going lena for Thea alec out, <laughs> even though erica. he's a jerk he sucks yeah he, he does suck he's a classic a bad couple yeah eric what do you think um well uh, definitely Lena. I liked her blue hair, real into yeah, it. Yeah, dude, Lena was so. And I was, I think, I thought it's funny to hear kind of what the endings are because I thought the tension was like maybe they're trying to hook you up with 
Lena, right? Like maybe Theo. I think that's also a potential ending. I forget. Got I it. might have even gotten that. Um, uh, anyway, sorry. But uh, I think for this one, I'm a pass. I think there was too much writing with not enough decision making, which I think uh, for me as somebody who is not a big fan of the like visual novel um, genre generally, I need um, I want to make a little bit more meaningful, impactful decisions. And I want to do a little less um, clicking back and forth through dialogue that doesn't seem to be driving the plot that much. So Starlight Shows is going to be a pass for me. Uh, Sarah, Lena, or I guess which character and also pass or play? Um, I would, if I had my way, and I'm taking a bend here, uh, Will realizes on the bonfire that his friend group is a little bit lackluster and that he should probably like get out of here and kind of think about himself and what his interests are so that he's not put in a situation where he's at such a boring uh weekend getaway that was secretly paid for uh so i'm gonna say will stay single and discovers more about himself and in four years we wrap it up back at redp.org and uh, see where he really <laughs> stands out. Uh, I'm going to say pass for this one for the same reasons as Eric. Mm. Uh, ben? Uh, yeah, I'm Alec, but, I, you know, he sucks. <laughs> you know, he's like cute, it though. Was, I don't even think he's that cute, but, you know, like if it's just like a fun little, you know, weekend, uh, you know, uh, thing, why not, you know? <laughs> If he could ruin things with Erica and have a little fun, I'm all for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's let's be a disaster couple. Like we're all like 18 or something. Whatever. Who cares? Um, we're Canadians. They could, you know, that's one thing. It's, it takes place in Canada. Is um, oh, that explains everything, Sarah. Do you want to reevaluate? Do you want to reevaluate your position? I actually think that um, the CBC would not make this a Canadian television show, and that's saying that the writing is really not up to snuff because Canadians are very supportive of each other, especially when it comes to media and television shows. There you go. Uh, and I took ben. a Canadian studies course, so I can say that with authority. Ah! <laughs> that's right. I forgot. Um, hold on. I Not having played a lot of these, this isn't my type of game. It's a, it's a pass for me. I'm kind of curious... If you guys have played, because you there's there's probably a bunch of these as you were suggesting. How does it stand up next to all of these? Is this about average? Is this better or worse? Like where's it? Just, I, I'd say it's, it's slightly better than a lot of them. Yeah, I thought oh, this no. was. I thought this was fine. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, well, it you wasn't... know what? We need to raise the standards of the genre because I came in like a wrecking ball, and I think we need to level it and start over. <laughs> there not, we go. Like, it's not my my type of game, but you know, I thought it was fine. I thought the I thought it was interesting. I I didn't. I, I thought the writing was okay, but you know, uh, just not for, for me. me. I'm uh, I'm going to say I'm a play for this one. Uh, I think it captured some things about like being young that I had fun with. I started it feeling like oh, it's a total drag um, and then was strangely drawn in. So if you like visual novels and you like sort of like teen stories, stories that neg you <laughs> and coming of age things, I say check it out. Uh, and also the fact that there is going to like this was like I was just kind of weirded out because I thought it was going to be relatively chaste. And then there, like, stuff happened in it that, like, you know, they, they, like, they were horny and talked about, like, having sex and weird things going on. And they, uh, two of the girls kissed at one point, which was like, I was like, whoa. But the picture Alec wasn't very sexy. eats a hot dog at one point, which is what uh -huh. put me on my quest. Oh, yeah. He chokes on it. 
Yeah, but but at first, like he he like you know he 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 looks at you, locks eyes with you, and and suggestively eats the hot dog, and that was like, all right, maybe this Alec, uh, maybe he seems a little more interesting than I thought. <laughs> you know, maybe all there's right. a little more depth to this guy. I Moving couldn't find it, but maybe game. it's there. Uh, next game we played was Vienna Automobile Society by Royal Polygon, an abstract strategy multiplayer racing arcade game. Race cars in a classic motorsport style. Each corner is a chance to outmaneuver the other drivers. Every straight line, a flat-out drag race. Fast-paced strategy relies on your reflexes to pull off split-second maneuvers, feel your car's momentum, and find the rhythm of the track and drive like a racing driver. Um, what did you guys think of this one? So I'm the this only person here that lives completely alone, and this is a couch co-op game. So mm. I could only play it in, in practice mode. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if you all played it with more than one player anyway but i only i didn't get to like i was playing it and i was kind of like i could see this being a lot of fun if i was competing against someone else but as someone alone it like i'm not getting the full the full picture and it has multiplayer but not via the the itch uh you would have to you have to have it on steam yeah, the um, I I picked this one up and uh, gave it a. I was kind of excited to play it. it. Looked kind of fun, but even the sort of mechanic for moving around the track, to me, was a little difficult to understand. It's uh, very confusing. I was very yeah. unsure at any point whether I was playing the game as it was meant to be played, <laughs> and that made me feel dumb. And I mm-hmm. didn't love that about the game, but I did like the way that the animation was. Like I like the it art style really and the little lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I. I was like doing the practice mode and like starting to get the hang of the racing. And then I was like, okay, cool. I'm ready to play this game now. Oh, wait. That's exactly, yeah. That was exactly my experience. Yeah, that was exactly. I was like, I think I got it. All right. Now, now let's uh, set up the race. And it was like, Oh yeah. You need friends <laughs> to play this, to play this game. You need friends. <laughs> friends who understand the mechanics of this. Yeah. Game. Which you know, I, I did like, Go for it. Oh, I like that you could put the the weather to make it kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. I liked mm-hmm. how the rain looked and sounded. Yeah, the uh, I think that I think there's something that that is um, interesting about these mechanics. It's almost like treating a racing game like a role playing game in some ways. Like it just sort of the ways in which you are you're going to think about this the race you're kind of like thinking ahead in some ways. And I would, I would have really liked to have the opportunity to kind of like uh, get a little bit better at those mechanics beyond the, the practice aspect of it. I mean, I think we've kind of said what we can about this one. Uh, What do you guys feel like? Are you a pass or a play? Uh, Eric, why don't we start with you? I think I'm going to have to be a pass, but it's, it, it feels unfortunate because I feel like, um, you know this the game could probably i don't i don't know how easy it is to make a to like add ais and like you know fake other cars to like race against i i could have played this game for uh a long time if it had been sort of like created as a first person sort of game or if uh my wife would ever entertain the idea of playing a video game with me, which, uh, yeah, right. We're like a year into quarantine. Rules. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So it's like your wife is not into video games, so that it's also it's like this is a racing game, but like mm-hmm, yeah. it it's a little, a little confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little you gotta play it. You gotta down. press up. You gotta press down and left, right here. No, no, you're doing it wrong. 
Uh, it's like a slot car game. Is really like it pretends it's it's, it's a, a race car game, but it's a slot mm, car game. Yeah. It's on a predetermined track, and you have to what? slow it down when it hits a curve. It's a slot I car game. I thought I was that's, doing that. <laughs> that's all. That's like yeah. It, uh, but I think that that's that, fun. That's like I, I think that that's yeah. And I love slot car that's games. like compelling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I think I'm a pass unless you have friends, right? Like if you got some buds, <laughs> if you're. If you're one of those uh, people stuck in quarantine with uh, three friends and, and you're all at each other's throats about who's going to do the dishes, I've got a new way for you to decide who's doing dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's unpassed for me, unfortunately. Uh, ben, how do you feel? Yeah, passed for the the same reasons. It, it did like, but again, it's like kind of an unfortunate one. Um, the it reminded me kind of favorably of there was this uh i think it was like called lego stunt racing game that came out in like 2005 which was very much the same way and it was just it the the car moved in a, a predetermined route and you just had to slow it down when it came to the curves which essentially this this is i like i i think this is a really interesting and kind of fun mechanic i appreciate them trying to do something different and weird it's just that it's not fun to play by yourself. Yeah. The cars at Cedar Point, the old timey driving cars, are like that, where they're on a predetermined track and then you just have to like turn it around a curve. And if you don't, it just kinda like <laughs> like yeah, it just kinda totally. doesn't sound great. But uh I do like that concept. Uh Sarah, pass or play. I'm gonna give it a pass, but I'm gonna blame myself for that because I think it just like I didn't really put the time in and I allowed myself to think I was a little bit too dumb to like really put the time in. Um, so that's on me. <laughs> you know what? Uh, as Eric and Ben sort of mirrored each other, so too you and I will mirror each other. <laughs> I passing for the exact same reasons. I was just like, okay, I don't really get this and I don't care to learn. Uh, but I'd rather, you know, ruin a beach weekend than have another moment playing these stuff. <laughs> That's exactly correct. Um, moving on, the final game we played this week, a uh, uh, really delightful little game, just to editorialize from the top. Uh, that is Old Man's Journey from Broken Rule to an atmospheric exploration, hand-drawn point-and-click 2D puzzle game. Uh, Old Man's Journey is a soul-searching puzzle adventure that tells a story of life, loss, reconciliation, and hope. Entrenched in a beautifully sun-kissed and handcrafted world, embark on a hefty, heartfelt journey interwoven with lighthearted and pressure-free puzzle solving. Uh, oh my goodness, what a delightful little way to while away a couple hours, <laughs> you know? I'd, I, I had a really fun time with it. Uh, it's probably not a universally loved game, but for me, this is just like exactly the sort of thing I wanted to do. Can we talk spoilers? Can I, can I spoil this up? Um, I have not finished it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. The, ending, the ending has a big, like, a big piece of our enjoyment. Because Ben and I have played this together. Well, I watched Ben. I played a little myself. Mm -hmm. But I watched Ben play it on Twitch. And we really, like, went on the old man's journey together and really talked out our thoughts. But it does involve spoilers if you want our full truth. Yeah, if you want the full wow, truth. Wow, Hanit. <sighs> I think we gotta get the full truth. Here's uh, here's the thing. It's also, this is not a game that's a spoilers game. It's, no, <laughs> I got Starlight Shores spoiled I, for me. It's I I am totally fine with having this game spoiled. is really. Like, we've I, talked about uh, like after bath games on it. This is a hundred percent. This like, is one hundred percent post bath. Exactly. Like just sort mm -hmm. of relax, settle down, and enjoy yourself. Kind of kind of game. Uh, the puzzles are interesting not super complicated but there were definitely moments where i 
got aggravated like the fucking sheep were like i hate the oh sheep. Yeah, we didn't I hate, like the sheep. I hate the, the sheep. fucking i don't like the sheep all the sheep puzzles i didn't like yeah those were those were aggravating but and then like you know there were a couple spots that were like huh this is strange but it seems like there's maybe multiple ways to kind of solve a lot of these a lot of these puzzles just sort of by the nature of like what you're doing is you're taking these hills you're moving mountains uh, to get to to get. Wow, it's a metaphor. Uh, He's moving mountains no. to get closer. <laughs> so you're you're like shifting these hills up, and it's uh, fucking with the space so that like you know hills in the background. If you line them up with your hills in the foreground, you can kind of walk in the background. And and I found that to be very charming. Like this two dimensional mm-hmm. game. Um, yes. That is sort of like yeah, it's just a two dimensional game. Like it's like. Well, and the 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 art, as they mentioned, is like really nice and soft. And the gorgeous. colors are yeah. so gentle, so and the, the old man's little tiny feet never yeah. fail to charm <laughs> me at every given moment. God, and his um, I have a question. Face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, his little face. I know. I love uh, just dots for eyes, especially when they can really like show a lot of emotion. And I thought this game did that really well. I want to know, Alex Honnett, mm. what you think the ending is and at what memory you're at and kind of how you feel generally about the narrative, like about the story. Um, uh, full disclosure, I got this game for Switch at the start of quarantine and played it through a bunch then and then stopped. Okay. Uh, so my my last, I have two clear memories towards it the the so first one similar to the old man. A, a memory <laughs> where you were standing and you saw your wife and you were <laughs> exactly looking at a, a boat and it was a sun dappled mm-hmm. harbor and then you click a thing and then you're on to puzzles um i remember the train seg- segment uh, where yeah, you're just like going up and down then that, i had a really good time with that and then i remember there's like some weird darkness with rain that happens for quite a while and you were like you, you get out of that and then you're on a boat for a little bit but i, I might be conflating well, that's towards now. the end no, you're right. the, yeah. the rainstorm you were close to the end it's not a very yeah. long game um, you almost got but, there you almost man, did it, old man. I should I should have pushed on through back in literally a year ago in March, twenty twenty. Uh, I think. All right. So what's a uh, what's our, our spoiler thoughts, Ben and Sarah? So so the the end of so the the narrative of this game. You want me to is, set it up and then you can spoil the ending? Uh yeah. So yeah, explain ex- ex- like the the, the, the top song of the game. or something. Yeah, but up, but up, up, up. Well, the old man is having memories every time he sits on a bench. And at first it's like his wife and they had this shotgun wedding. She was pregnant. And then he has a daughter and he's like pretty handsome when he's young. And then at a certain point he looks less handsome and seems to become obsessed with treasure hunting. Maybe there's like X's there's all a over map map. that he's obsessed with. that has X's all over. You know, it. I ass- he spends a lot more time on a boat. I assumed it was, that he was he wanted to sail around the world but i didn't know yeah. i didn't get the the treasure yeah no, no, that... we said treasure we said treasure because it had x's all over it it probably the was that he wanted to, to sail around the world <laughs> is that he'd rather do that yeah yeah and not bring them along which that's the point where we were like is this guy kind of a dick like what's is he gonna have a big redemption arc like is he gonna apologize and then at the end, Ben, take it. Yeah. From so here. the the end of so the the end of the game. So the 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 game establishes via the memories that they, uh, like he ends up separated from his 
uh, wife and daughter. And his daughter was still Both like, like what, like seven or eight when he yeah, left? Like little. he was little. And um, at the beginning of the game, he gets a letter uh, and he's like, oh, I must go. And then at the end, he makes it back uh, to uh, uh, he makes it back to the home where his, I assume, ex or estranged wife is, and she's on her deathbed, and his now adult daughter, and uh, so he like just kind of spends a little time with his dying wife, then she dies, and then he reconciles uh, with his daughter, and then they ride off in a boat in the end. And, and, I was and just, he never apologizes. That she's just kind of like, "It's okay," and they get on a boat together. Yeah, and like mm. he's a he's a shitty dude. He abandons yeah. his family, and then the the end of the game is just like, "It's okay." Yeah, you know, it. I mean, he went on a long walk. That's forgiveness enough. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like finally you prioritized your family as one of your treasure points. Where like you moved mountains, you rode trains, you got everywhere. But in my mind, I'm like, what went wrong within him that he has made so many bad decisions? And how deep must we plunge to heal this and make a good ending? And it turns out not very deep at all. And she was just like, oh, dad, after all these years, sure. Now that I don't have a mom, I guess you can be the parent. And it was like, (laughs) I don't know. It kind of bummed me out. But I did. And nobody can see this but you. I did wear uh, a little <laughs> sweatshirt with a tiny sailboat for this haul. <laughs> You know what's funny is is I, I, I was also to say grappling with that is is not I, I was like, huh, that is I, I I think I had the same feeling as as you two. And I don't know what it is about the game that makes me forgive this guy, right? Like, it's just sort of like, he <laughs> fucked up. He's lived a sad life ever since. Like, he realizes, I, I think there's this real, I, I think what you're you're meant to to feel is that he's he himself has, like, made this realization that he has made a mistake. And he has suffered his life for it without them. Yeah, whether or not you you can, like, let him have this redemption moment at the end that maybe speaks to whether or not what your relationship is with your parents <laughs> I, wow, I mean i have a good really relationship with my parents it's just that and like, they i know just... people that, that don't have good relationships right. with their parents yeah and i know them like i like a lot of them have kind of a chip on their shoulder of like when someone says to them it's like but you really should talk to your parents. They're like, no, fuck no. I'm not going to talk to my, my, my shitty parents. And my I'm dad, on their you made side. a treasure map and abandoned us. <laughs> and, and honestly, like, I, I don't know. I was not delighted by this game. I thought it looked good and sounded good, but I've, the, the, the puzzle solving in it, I found kind of dull or frustrating. Mm. And I, I think there's like a very much a big genre of uh, like kind of, indie uh adventure games that are just really uh pretty wes anderson mm-hmm. cutouts <laughs> and i was just like oh like i i like one of an annoying kind of uh, uh game gameplay uh like trope for me is is kind of like pac-manning in the sense that like when you play pac-man you do like two mazes or three mazes and then you you're you get a treat of a little bit of pac-man plot Uh like Mm. he meets and that was how this felt like it was like okay so now you do like this little like these scenes of him uh like solving uh this 
and I, I i think that maybe if if the idea is that he's moving mountains and, and stuff like that and that could be metaphorical i think there's more that could be done with it i didn't feel that his actual journey actually connected with the narrative or the the story that i was trying to tell it was just that it's like well we have this little puzzle format and little bits of story are your reward for completing these little like simple puzzles i think Mm -hmm. i i think the thing that and and this is not to to um to land on the side of shitty fathers <laughs> shitty patriarchs <laughs> people who abandon their families but but i do appreciate a thing where the main character is flawed right and has ha- has made a mistake that's maybe like an irreconcilable irreconcilable mistake Nailed it. um <laughs> right like as opposed to because i think that the the like they could have very easily just sort of made it not quite a like they could have made it that the family was sort of like pulled away by a kraken or something right you know like it it could have been this sort of like very video gamey kind of plot in in which you know your main character has never actually made a mistake before i think it's interesting to play a thing where your main like i i for example um in Starlight Shores, our main character has never made a, like a dangerous, you know, has never like, you know, truly, um, you know, hurt anybody. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and we can feel that as we're playing the game, right? Like we can feel the stakes of a game where somebody hasn't, um, you know, made a big made a big decision. And so I think to me, this journey, the old man's journey, is. Uh, you know, like it does feel like the beginning of a Pixar movie, right? Like it feels like I know we uh, said we multiple said times lot, this yeah. is the beginning of up the game. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I felt like I was very willing to forgive him. That's like that narrator's thing. It's like he's the main character. I want to see him succeed. And I think what I would have done was either like given the memories and specific things that he did and then make the puzzles metaphorical ways to sort of like learn for himself like what he did whether he's helping other people reconcile whether he's like helping animals or like I just wanted to see his journey linked to his own understanding of his whole life so that when he got back together and had this redemption it was very earned and otherwise like this kind of felt like yeah that was kind of a hassle but you know, he's the same <laughs> guy taken that a flight and it would have been the same know. situation <laughs> Guys, the work you do, you, you don't do the work on the journey. You do the work before the journey. So he was in that little shack for the last 20 years working on himself. And then but he, he still finally, has to do something. Like he still he has gotta, to, he's to, gotta to write the letter to his daughter. He got invited. He the, She opened the door and uh, he he walked back through it. Maybe oh she was working on it too. honorable of him to walk through. I want to see her journey to freaking forgive her father who like – wasn't there for her whole life. Like we're really taking this guy's side here, gang. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm with I'm with Sarah. The the, Look, the twist I, hey, of this podcast is that we got both of you. Oh yeah, here we are. <laughs> well, this is fun because you guys are much closer to Eric than I am in terms of like I'm usually just like yeah they made a game and it was fun or not or it was not fun. But either I'm way, I'm too play, picky on narrative though, and it, that's dude. like a quarantine side effect. Well, another thing, I mean. I think that 
I mean, we can let's we, we can get to final thoughts. Are you ready to get to final thoughts? Alex? Yeah, let's get. To so final my, thoughts. I, I'll start just in that. Um, two more things I want to say are that the animation of like the cat and the the bus are both very funny because <laughs> they're a little yes. <laughs> underdeveloped, and so the cat kind of just jumps in a very funny way. And there's a point where like they need the the truck that he's in to like turn these hard corners in this two degree space, and it's like, yeah, the, it jumps. It's a jumping spinning truck I, like, that's just how trucks work um and then also i think that the writing in this game we encounter a lot of games uh you know not to pick on starlight shores but uh that are overwritten and don't necessarily um pack an emotional punch because of that overwriting and this game is a game that is very i think well written and you know Without using, has no dialogue without using dialogue, yeah. yeah. And so I think, like, yeah. I think that there are lessons uh, to be learned in this, right? Like, you don't need to write, <laughs> like, in yeah. order to write a good story, right? Like, you don't have to like have funny dialogue, right? Like, or quips, or like, yeah. you know, you sell your story out in order to make something that is emotionally um, impactful. Uh, and then whether or not you think that men should leave their families uh, is up to you, I, and that's just sort of your own decision. <laughs> But it also works in any language. Like we were talking that about was, that, yeah. how cool it is that mm -hmm. you just don't need to have words and you can convey it all in pictures. And I was like very excited by that. And I thought the art was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, and I and I just cynically said to her, I was like, and that's just so they could sell it everywhere without spending any <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of smart. I don't know. Like, a you know. Oh, yeah, no. Effect, that's a, yeah. yeah, no. I've, I've, there's, there's a game that Sarah and I played uh, on our, our stream that had no... Uh, spoken or written dialogue that we had a lot of fun with. Oh, Dropsy. Yeah, yeah. Um, this game, I'm a play. Uh, ben. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. This one just didn't... I. This was, to me, this was the treat game. The other two, I was like, uh, I'll, I'll play those, but this was the treat game. Right. And and it just didn't... It didn't connect uh, for me. And I, I think definitely like within the context of of like bundle buddies but like i also i also have the the bundle i've been playing a ton of these games as well it's definitely of the uh like the group of games in there because there's like like different tiers of games within the, the mm. bundle and like ones where like you know uh starlight shores is made with free software and like uh -huh. you know it's obviously a a very very low budget game this is clearly a game done by like a professional group of people that had mm -hmm. like some sort of budget it was paid for by the city of vienna if you can believe it <laughs> wow what? says it in the credits no remember Sarah, we all made jokes that. about this yeah uh, we all made jokes about it but it's still funny to me on a second hearing <laughs> that yeah. makes so much sense because it's a very european view of it's relationships uh, well, I wasn't gonna. I was just gonna say it looks very European because a lot. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just within the the con, like I've played a lot of adventure games of various like puzzle games <laughs> of stripes like this, and it I it pass. I love the idea of like the mayor of Vienna being like, "I wish my kid would forgive me." <laughs> for so he like commissions this, him a game. this whole game. <laughs> Make sure that the old man doesn't have to do anything but get there. <laughs> we and should have asked sure... the old man if he wanted to drink beer or wine coolers and then <laughs> then figured out if he was worthy of forgiveness via that. 
See if the old man has, uh, or if the mayor of Vienna has small feet, and then we'll have our <laughs> oh, and little boots and a yep. little hat. <laughs> um, uh, I am a play on this one. It's cute. It's fun. It's a real game, and it's delightful. Take a bath, get in your cotton robe, and then give it a whirl. Let <laughs> the soft, not the terry cloth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sarah. Um, I'm a play on this one, but I think it's partly because Ben did all the grunt work of like figuring out the game and I just got to little sister it and just watch the whole game. And it really brought me back to like the days of watching my brother play through like Metal Gear Solid or Spyro or Shen Yun and just like being like, yeah, this is a world and I'm part of it and I'm just watching it like a movie. So in that regard, absolutely play. I had a really good time. Yeah, this is just like Metal Gear Solid. (laughs) It's the same. It's the same. These men just need forgiveness. I mean, he has like a little Um, exclamation point above his head every time you try to like go to a thing that you can't. It is a question mark. It's a question mark. So they're related. He he snakes father <laughs> wow that would be such a great such a great twist yeah that's I also the big thought twist. that the daughter looked exactly like the girlfriend at the end of the brave little toaster and if that's like a vienna crossover i'm i'm into that too vienna crossover is my favorite type of crossover <laughs> it's a classic vienna crossover they have them at starbucks <laughs> Well, you know, it, it, the this was the Vienna crossover between this and Vienna Automobile wow. Society. We didn't know we needed. Oh my yeah. god! Oh my god! Do Finally, you a good segue. How much? The Viet, this how, week was brought how, how to you much, by the mayor of Vienna. Yeah. How 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 many Vienna? How many games from Vienna are in this bundle? I'm starting to. <laughs> I bet there's a um, whole thing. Well, speaking of uh, Vienna, which is a delightful place to visit, you guys were delightful guests to have on. <laughs> Thank you, Thank you so much. Uh, can we? Where, where can folks find you online and uh, give us all your plugs, please? Uh, so you can find Sarah and I. Uh, we uh, stream together on Twitch at uh, P as in Paul, S as in Sam underscore Garrick G A R A K. Uh, and we uh, like I stream on there all the time, but the uh, when it's Sarah and I and our friend Grayson. That's uh, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Uh, Central. And then also uh, the other thing I'll uh, uh, plug is uh, I write uh, a uh, comic with my, oh, good, yes. my good friend Stephen Winchell, who also does all the art, um, called Phil. And you can find that on Instagram at philcomic or at haveyourphil, P-H-I-L.com. Beautiful. And isn't it have your fill on Twitter too? It's have your fill on Twitter as well. So yeah, follow on all the and also on Facebook. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but and I think I've that's got, all my uh, plugs. Is that, is that all for you? Pinball anything? Uh, no, I, I mean no, not until the world opens up again. <laughs> all right, we'll check back in. Yeah, check I've back got, in. Uh, <laughs> Marty and Sarah love wrestling on the MLW Radio Network. We have new episodes every Friday. And over on our Patreon, we just started a new series where we're watching Lucha Underground from the beginning and just kind of uh, talking through those episodes. And also, Marty lets me fantasy book every week. <laughs> and uh, at Sarah Joy Shockey on Twitter for anything else. Oh, yeah. Yay. Sweet. Thank you both so much. And we'll see you all in Vienna someday. Yeah. <laughs> see you there. Let's see you out. in Vienna. <laughs> Thank you for doing the podcast. You t- oh, 
baby, that was a great one. Hot dog! You know what, Alex? I think that you and I are getting really good at this. And I wholeheartedly agree. Our <laughs> guests next week are James and Claire from Skybear Games in New Zealand. They're two person develop. They are a two person development studio. They're also a married couple. Uh, we play their game. We played their game Nine Lives of Nim back on episode twelve with Tim Lyons. You should check out that game and all their games, uh, including a more, a more recent one that is fantastic. Uh, we initially recorded with them in January, but due to some tech issues, we lost a bunch of it. <laughs> so we finally gotten it together and we recorded the first part of the interview. They're wonderful. It's a fun episode. Come check it out. With it's them. great. It's really good. Highly recommended. This comes highly recommended. It comes with Eric Roth's seal of approval. Plus, there's time traveling in it because mm. we start in the present. We go back in time uh, to the past. for the game. Oh, my God. Oh, my great God. Uh, the games we are playing are Boomtown from Kitchix, Zero uh, X, AFBF, and Nagamako, uh, 3D uh, arcade style puzzle, uh, Atomic Reconstruction from Tekix or TKX, a 2D puzzle game, and Dialogue, a writer's story from T Powered Games, a story rich visual novel. That's it for this week's Bundle Buddies. Like, like and subscribe. subscribe. Oh, go for it. Do oh, it. I'm sorry. Like and subscribe no, to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review, please. We love reading. And uh, track us down on the web at bundle underscore buddies on Twitter. You know what I mean, Alex? Oh, I am picking up what you're putting down. All right. Well, I love you, dude. Love you, too. Have a great week, everyone. Buddies is produced by Alex Hanna and Eric Roth. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. Bye. Bye. Bye.